Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. past three on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Kimbo on the Reach with you for the next two hours. Live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city where it's currently 21.4 degrees outside. Very pleasant. We are brought to you each and every day thanks to our good friends at Hyundai, Brasilia Coffee and IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Let's welcome the big dog. Woof, woof. What's the matter you? Roach, if you think of you're an old woman, you can't say that nowadays. You're an old fart. You are well, carrying on for five minutes there in that intro, adjusting your headset. Oh, I want to be ready. <laughs> it's the like you've just keeps dis- going all over the place. It's just like you've just discovered the switch for the first time in your life. Oh, very good, Kim. Where have you been? Where have you been? A big thank you to Dan Menzel. Yeah, I broke down yesterday. But two days of stupid migraine. Life's supposed to begin at 40 and you're breaking down at 40. Well, I'm a little bit annoyed by it. I think it's got something to do with my glasses. Yes, possibly. I don't know, Rich. It's not about me anyway. Right. A uh, big show coming up, Rich. Huge. Of course, the AFL fixture has just been released. We're trying to get our head around it. Hot off it. the presses. Yeah. Um, guests coming up today at uh, 3.35 will be joined by Jason Kadee from the Adelaide 36ers. They take on South Melbourne Phoenix on Saturday night at 7. No, tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Saturday night. Tomorrow night. Friday night. Friday night, my apologies, at the Entertainment Centre. At four o'clock, we'll be joined by Bryce McGain, who's part of SEN's... Oh, McGain again. Yeah. Just for notice. Well done. Uh, Part of SEN's commentary team for tonight. Bharat Sundarasan will be doing it as well. Jared Healy. No, Jared Waitley. (laughs) Oh, gee. Where's Dan Menzel? Come back in. (laughs) This Uh, World Cup is scandalous. Well, it's naughty, isn't it? It's not right, Kim. Imagine if you would be able to go to any sporting event. Let's say from now on, finals at Adelaide Oval mm. will decide, yeah, Port and Adelaide, they can have 20-metre-wide goals, and at the other end, they'll only be five metres wide. Well, you'll have home rules. You're referencing that they got to select the pitch that they How want. How does that happen? Yeah. Well, I asked the question. We'll ask Bryce. I don't think this is the case, but uh, I was hoping maybe because they 
finish top, they get the right of selecting their pitch. But I think it's just because they're India, they say, we'll do what we want. Now, I think Darren Lehman started it last night and then has been followed up by so many that every World mm. Cup should have fresh pitches for the semifinals and finals. I like it, Rooch. Anyway, we'll preview that game. It gets yep. underway tonight against South Africa at Kolkata. Mm, weather permitting. Yes, I know. That's the big question, isn't it? At 4.35, Tim Silvers, the Adelaide Crows mm. CEO, will join us to talk about what they like about the uh, fixture, what they got and what they didn't get, Rooch. happy. At 4.45, Matthew Richardson, Port Adelaide Football Club CEO, will join us and we'll talk about the same topic, Rooch. Mm. All right. We're live and interactive. Uh, the text line is 0427154166. Before we get into the fixturing, yep. we are going to do a nearest the pin tonight. On the cricket? On the cricket. A $50 IGA voucher. All right. Come in handy just before Christmas. Uh, all you have to do is predict who who wins tonight's match between South Africa and Australia. And what about the tiebreaker, Roach? I did this. Yeah. How many runs does Travis Head make? He's gone century, 10 or 11, 10 or 11. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. is he going to fire or fail? He's going to fire. He's going to fire? He's the man for the occasion. All right, so send it through. If you want to uh, have a crack at the $50 IGA voucher, nearest the pin, who wins tonight between South Africa and Australia? And uh, how many runs does our boy Travi make? All right, Roots, let's jump into this. We're going round the grounds literally because the 2024 fixture has been released. And after 28 years, we finally get a standalone showdown. Indeed, it is a... Thursday night game Mm. at Adelaide Oval, of course. Thursday, May 2, Adelaide will host. So Adelaide gets hosting rights to the first ever standalone showdown Mm. that has... National free-to-air television. Finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> um, I'm being serious about this. We know how good it is, and I think most of Australia does now, but this is a treat for the rest of the nation. I hope so, because we've been delighting and in it for a long time. No pressure on either side to no. deliver. Please let it no. be a typical showdown classic uh. and not a dud one. So it's a 7 p.m. start at Adelaide Oval, Thursday, May 2. And then everyone says, well, what about the next one after that? Well, that we can't tell you other than it is going to be in round 23, which will fall into the Friday, August 16 to Sunday, August 18. Now, why do we say we can't tell you exactly? Because everything Mm. after round, what is it, Kim, round... I don't know. Uh, I'm just flicking all these pages. From round 16 onwards, yep, we have to wait. So your wish for a full, complete fixture with every venue, well, time slot, date, all that is not available. I thought we could have at least had a floating fixture from round 18 or 19 onwards. But is it round 15 again? Okay, so let's do the quick snapshots of things people What have you know. got? Uh, critically, like we said yesterday, Port Adelaide does host Adelaide in the First game at Adelaide Oval. Should have been really Crows getting home rights this year, but mm-hmm. that's another story. Adelaide will play Gold Coast. In well, the Gold you, Coast, like I, you I listened yeah. last night to yourself and Dan. You did that through the powers of deduction, didn't yes. you? Yes. Yep. So Crows will play Saturday night on the Gold Coast. Port Adelaide will play, oh, of course, Sunday Twilight against West Coast. Mm. Now, critically here, everyone's going, well, what sort of – there's a commercial mm. side to a fixture and there's a footy side. Let's do the footy side first. We know that you have these important double-up games, these extra games. So we know that Port and Adelaide will play each other twice. Who are the other double-up games? Adelaide get Geelong twice. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Essendon twice. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Gr- can, can I just say, if you can't win both those sides the way they're travelling at the moment, you, you're not a real finals contender. Brisbane twice. That's tougher. Hawthorne twice. Interesting. Hawthorne yes, twice. yeah, that's okay. And, of course, Sydney twice, don't Oh, they? yes. And guess how dream. their season ends, Kim Adelaide? Sydney. Sydney in Sydney. Where at? At the SCG. But we don't have a home game, do we? Isn't there some... First time ever the season will end. I think it's first time ever. I'm always cautious now about saying first time mm. ever after the AFL did it yesterday. Yeah. No game in Adelaide for the season closer. Now, so usually that happens in the middle of the year. So both sides playing away. Port Adelaide will be at Fremantle or Perth Stadium. Yep. But against Fremantle. And, of course, we'll have Sydney playing Adelaide. What else the could SCG. they do? You can see the build-up drama oh, all that kind just, of... Just imagine if it's okay. for a place in the eight, Rich. Port Adelaide's a double-ups, naturally against Adelaide. That's always a guaranteed two showdowns a year. Twice against Richmond. That's okay. Twice against Melbourne. Tougher. Mm. Twice against Fremantle. Good. <laughs> Twice against St Kilda. Good. Twice against Carlton. Tougher. Interesting. Mm. Right, now the commercial side of it. We know that Adelaide wants to be on the big stage again, and they deserve their run. I'm not buying their reward for what happened in a game no, against Sydney. They no, deserve it for the way yeah. in which they present themselves. I agree with you there. Three Friday night games. Three. Not at the moment. Sta- not, at not, not all standalone, though. No, because we got some of those double yeah. Friday. Now, that's up until, again, round 15. 15, because we haven't got the full fixture at the end. Three Thursday nights, including that first ever showdown standalone. That's good. Port Adelaide has two Friday nights. Two Thursday nights. Okay. Well, we'll speak to Matthew Richardson about that. What about games at the MCG? Critical one, that. Two for Adelaide, three for Port. Breach, can I genuinely say you've done really well? We were only handed this. This was uh, embargoed only minutes ago. Minutes ago. I've uh, struggled to get uh, through it all, preparing for the show. Um, So that is commercially attractive fixture for Adelaide. Mm. Tough football-wise because... They're coming up against some pretty good opponents. They're your classic battle round or eight-point games yep. in that slot between five and 12. Let's call them that area. Um, Port wouldn't be disappointed with the fact that they've got a lot of games in Adelaide over at the start and they're not copying a Collingwood twice. Well, let let me just look at the – I like the first six games of the season, Rooge. They can make or break yep. it, as, yep. as okay. you know. Yep. And a lot of clubs have experienced you want to go it. through so, the six each well, time? Well, I've just uh, – I've, I've got down Adelaide's at the moment, so let's just do Port. Mm. So Port Adelaide, game one, West Coast Eagles. You'd like to think that's a good start to the season. Round two is Richmond at the, at the MCG. Mm. Tougher game, but uh, you would go into that well and truly favourite. So I'm giving you two wins there, Rooch. Port Adelaide and Melbourne at the Adelaide Oval, toss of the coin. Okay. All right, then you have Port Adelaide in there, and I'm at Adelaide Oval. I'm giving Always you that interesting. One. Yeah, give you that That's one, the gather Rich. round one. That's the gather round. Uh, then we got, uh, what was that, round Then four. they so will round play five. Fremantle at Adelaide Oval. Yep, give you that one. Collingwood at the G. So I'd say at worst you're going to be four and two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I've had a look with my biased eyes. Oh, can you stop <laughs> it? No, just looking at Adelaide's draw. I've only had it for a couple of minutes. So Gold Coast in round one will not be easy. It'll be their second game. What's their record like with Gold Coast recently? uh, Not as good, Mm. no. Uh, So that won't be an easy one, but we'll give them a little tick for that if they want to play finals. Cats at home, you'd like to think we're on the up and they've just stagnated a little bit. Interesting game, that one. And that is a Friday night game at Adelaide Oval? Yeah, so if you were going to put a family member's life on a route, you'd probably lean Adelaide without great conviction. 
um, killing off all my family members. Um, Three hour away, Adelaide need to win those games if they're to play finals. Melbourne at home. Another round? Yeah, give them a tick there. That's the day, the game that everyone applauds Harrison Petty. <laughs> <laughs> I've given them a loss against Carlton away, but I mean, it's a winnable game. Yeah. But we're all expecting Carlton to build on what they did the last year. The next one is when they must win at home. Essendon, yeah, at home. They're the games they can't yeah. drop. And that's the problem they had this year, the winnable games. Um, mm. They dropped a few. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Then they play the Roos at Hobart, and then there's the showdown. So it's a, it's a pretty good draw. If someone has said to me about... Family life members, the last dollar you got, I would have bet anything that they were going to plan Sydney and Adelaide at the SCG for the last game of the year. Mm. That was so obvious they would do that. Well, they get to play them twice, Roach. Yeah, and, uh, and when's the, the game where they play them here? Oh, I think that's a Friday or a Saturday Quick night game, isn't on it? the pages. Sorry. Uh, we'll find it after the break for you. If you've got any questions, give us a call or send us a text, 0427-154-166. I'm presuming I haven't checked that it's up on the AFL website now. We re- Round 14... June 15, Saturday night game. Night game against Sydney. Oh, I could just imagine the script that goes with that one. All the build-up. I love it. We just need Dan Dan Rampy trying to climb up the goalpost. No, we need some good... Good technology as well, not just umpires using the technology. 3.14, Roach, we're late jumping into this first break. Uh, We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it? Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nineteen, twenty-one degrees outside. Big thank you to Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. We're talking about the AFL fixture for 2024. Uh, Roach, the AFL have released um, a lot of stats and they've done their degree of difficulty. Fox so footy. Fox. It varies oh. a bit. So we'll concentrate on Port Adelaide and Adelaide. Um, where's my notes? You do the AFL, I'll do Fox. Okay, well, the AFL have the Crows with the equal eighth Hardest draw, so middle of the road. Fox have got them sixth hardest. Draw. Okay, and uh, the AFL has Port Adelaide as the sixth hardest. Fox draw. has second hardest draw. All right, and the AFL website has Brisbane with the most difficult draw. Well, they're in agreement with Fox Footy. All right, we'll have a look at those a little bit further. Let's go to the Tex Rouge. Uh, we said about our guests coming on today. We'll have Tim Silvers at four thirty, Matthew Richardson, the CEO of Port, at four forty-five. This one says, "Oh boy, oh Matthew boy. Richardson can tell us how the predicted three premierships in five years is tracking." Fascinating. That's from Jack. Mm-hmm. A little bit of sarcasm there. Mm-hmm. Here's one, uh, Ruchi. Stop obsessing about the draw. You probably have the outfield draw on your toilet drawer door. Oh, that's Mario. Sorry. Here's another one. Uh, hi, Leds. Uh, have a listen. Mm-hmm. To both of you are both trying to drum up a non-existent rivalry between Crows and Swans based on a goal on by Zera. <laughs> what? Um, uh, well, maybe you don't, f- you don't think all the build-up will be with the well, that, that, what that, happened that last year? It makes it a little more Jeez. salacious. I don't think yeah. we're trying to oversell it. Pump the brakes. Uh, maybe the fixture to look forward to is mm. the next time the goal on by suits up for a Crows game or the bloke who was in the ARC chair sits down with a donut and can of soft drink to next watch the Crows. A little left field, that text. Uh, no name we, on that we one. We feel for the goal umpire because 
he deserves the right to be there again. Yeah, uh, we all, yeah, we all, we make, all make mistakes. Uh, Crows, no Footscray in Ballarat. No. About time. No. Yeah, we've got that one. Adam from Clemsic says, oh, here we go. This is nearest the pin. If you want to play for tonight's game between Australia and South Africa, tell us who wins and how many runs will Travis Head make? Adam says the Aussies will win. Heady out for 42. Hard to tell which double-ups are hard next year, but, Kim, if you need a migraine cure, who would choose being in a room with Roach? Well, I think he's what's brought it on the last five years. You're right, Adam. should give you a prize for that. <laughs> Love you, Roach. Um, hi, boys. Aussie to win with 387 runs. Uh, also, head to make 82 runs. That's from Hilly at Fulham Gardens. He won a prize last mm. week. We'll do another text before we get into the break. Great show, lads. Thank you. Oh, this is Shano from Brooklyn Park. Uh, South Africa win by 12 runs. Head to make 32. All right. We don't need uh, how many runs Australia makes, but uh, who wins and how many runs did Travis Head make? Dave and Rucci. I'm Dave. Don't know why. <laughs> Has the full Collingwood-approved fixture been released yet? <laughs> or is this one just a draft release so the Pies can make any and all the changes they want to. Cheers from Mo. I, I, I like that. Just a quick hit here. What about the Victorians whinging that they haven't got a game in opening round or what is round zero? Oh, wow. Oh, I know. It's a national game, boys and girls. They've been you can go a weekend without some footy Very sport for a long time. We know that not everyone feels that way, but the ones that do, shame on you. Uh, we're here thanks to the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. More of the fixture next and a little bit around the grounds. We've got a little bit of cricket to talk mm. about, Rich. Yes. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 328 and a half. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. 22 degrees outside. A stack of people having a crack at nearest the pin. Who wins tonight's semi-final in the World Cup? How many runs does Travis Head make? Hey, Alan from Alberton. I love this. He says, boys, nearest the pin. Travis Head to make 123 and Australia to win. How good would that be, Roach? Be superb. Okay, uh, you don't sound that interested. Oh, I'm just fascinated in this fixture. I'm sorry, it's got me captivated a bit. Hey, we've got a quickie before the 3.30 news. The AFL website has North Melbourne with the easiest draw and the Gold Coast with the third easiest. What's Fox Sports have? Fox are going Gold Coast easiest fixture. Oh, really? Mm. All right. It's all subjective, isn't it? Oh, I don't know what formulas they're using, Kim. News coming up, Roach. News coming up. And then we'll be joined by Jason Caddy from the Adelaide 36 as they take on the South East Melbourne Phoenix tomorrow night. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots.
Just after 3.30 on a Thursday afternoon. Pretty good day outside, around 21 degrees. Kimbo on the Roots with you. And just a reminder, you can watch Hungry Jack's NBL live on ESPN, available via KO and Foxtel, and Sundays via 10 Peach and 10 Play. 36ers have a big game this weekend. Uh, there are only three games out of the top four routes. It's a long season. They take on the South East Melbourne Phoenix tomorrow night, 7pm at the Entertainment Centre, or the Crush House, as we like like to call it. The crush house, but will they have a crush on an old mate? I, I don't think so. I don't think there'll be any love at all for oh, Daniel Johnson. Let's find, find out, out from one of his good mates who's been good enough to join us, Jason Gaddy. Hello, Jace. How are we, guys? Not bad. Let's hope DJ plays like he did last <laughs> week in his return. He was awful. Three <laughs> points, four rebounds. Stuff him. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit more harsh, harsh than I am, Mike. You thought he did a pretty good job considering he hasn't done anything for a long yeah. time. But, uh, I do hope he uh, he struggles tomorrow night. As much as I love him, um, yeah, I hope he I hope he gets all the respect he deserves from the fans because he's obviously yep. uh, point. been a fantastic player for this club and for this city. I think um, not many people get the chance to kind of I guess have that reputation and play mm. out as long as they do for one team and. DJ, no matter when he stepped on the court for an after that Adelaide jersey, tried his heart out and yeah. so. Demands a standing ovation, but also deserves from his mates to get his butt kicked. Well said. No, uh, I love it. You are a good man, though. You've got a good heart. I think they should boo him every time he touches the ball. Hey, <laughs> Adelaide fan, they did it at the Paddy Dangerfield. Then at the end of the game, give him a big round of applause, win, lose, or draw. Now, is there radio silence? <laughs> is there radio silence with the man, or are you sharing text messages or phone calls in the lead up? Well, well, funnily enough, um, my family, my uh, partner and kids are actually with his partner and kids this morning. They were all off doing something, letting the kids run run crazy. So, um, no, there isn't much silence. Obviously, um, at the end of the day, there'll be silence tomorrow and he becomes my enemy when we cross those lines. But it's one of those things uh, when you've been friends with someone for so long, you, you know when to separate that, that friend factor. And as we all know, there's no, no nothing better than having one up on one of your mates. Oh, definitely. Hey, none of your kids have got gastro, have they? I don't wish them ill, but uh, it'd be good if they did. Well, <laughs> Very contagious. Funnily enough, <laughs> no, funnily enough, we've been through that for right the first game when, when a few of us got sick. So uh, already had that, and uh, fingers crossed that stays away for a while. All right, Jace, we'll get into last week's game in a minute uh, against the Jack Jumpers. So close again. Uh, but last time you met, Melbourne Phoenix, South East Melbourne Phoenix, you went down by 17 points. What's changed from that first encounter? Um, well, it was the first time we had, um, obviously, DJ in the lineup. Um, it was probably our... Vasilovic, that one. Yeah, Vasilovic, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably our worst game of the year. I think if you look at um, most of our games, even though, okay, our record is where it is, every game we've basically played in, we've given, given ourselves a chance to win. That mm. game we didn't... Um, we we lost it in the second quarter and we never were able to regain that and get, get back in the game. And and so I think we're playing a lot better basketball every game around that one. It's just now we're at the stage where we have to start capitalising and finishing off games and, and and just kind of taking those steps to really ensure we're, we're up at the end of the games and, and protecting leads, not chasing leads. So, Jason, it would be easy for us on the cheap seats to say... There are parts of the game that are very good. You just need to play it longer. But we know there's no such thing as perfection. So when it doesn't work, how can you counter this to make sure you don't have leads slip or the margins get out wider? What's the, what's the thought there? 
I think sometimes just coming together as a group and, and trying to not, not um, I guess, sit and hope or not. It's just coming together as a group and actually just saying, well, hang on, we've just got to knuckle down to yep. two minutes here. And, okay, we haven't, some things haven't gone our way. Maybe we haven't got some calls. Maybe some of them, they're making some crazy shots. Mm. But this, how do we just navigate this storm for two minutes and then come out the other side of it instead of being... I don't know, we go from two up to ten down, or yeah, two up yeah. to four down. It, it's a massive difference, especially in our games with how close the league is. So I think it's it's for us about just kind of, those are those times when maybe it's fatigue, maybe those things start to drop off, your talk's not as high. Like, how do we as a group, we'll say, hang on a second, we can sense this moment now, the talk, the activeness, all those things actually pick up. And I think that's as a group where why we've struggled and why we're trying to find that mm. And a little bit of it is on us. We've got to find the right groups, coaching staff and players. We've got to find the, right, find the right groups who can battle through those times. We spoke about it last week, the loss to Perth. You were dead level with five minutes to go. There seemed to be a little bit of panic, but we understand also that Gastro had gone through the side. Uh, the loss to the Jack Jumpers, who are one of the better sides in the competition by 10 points. How do you assess that? How did CJ assess that in the debrief or review? Yeah, I, I, th- I think it was a, a little disappointing. Um, I just thought we, we kind of... It was more our offense. Our D wasn't too bad, but I thought we we kind of were stagnant. We let, the, we let their pressure stagnate us. We, we kind of took too long to really move the ball and, and just really attack. It was like we were just waiting for something to happen rather than some people just saying, hang on a second, we're going to hit some people on screens. We're going to get downhill and, and get to the ring and, and take good shots. So I think it was a... A bit of a reflection on us on what happens when the pressure does climb in and, and defense climbs up and in. And, and I thought as a group, we just didn't handle it all that well. We stuck around and we tried to fight it out, which is a credit to the group. But as we've spoke about over numerous weeks, it's also probably not good enough. Jason, do you look at the table? Like Kim said, you're three wins mm. out of the top four. It doesn't look good at three and seven, but it's not over. So do you ever look at the table or do you think, nah, put it aside, we've just got a bigger... Bigger task at all. One game at a time. All that sort of stuff. No, I guess you have an idea of it. I wouldn't say I've studied it. Like, I don't know who's right above us, who's right below us. I mm. kind of know where we sit. I know our record. But it is one of those things. And, and I think as I spoke to you guys early in the season, those first four games came at us so quick off a yeah. interrupted preseason. And then since that, we're actually three and three. And so it's just kind of, if you, you can't do it, but if you take away those two, those four games, which I said we were we were heavily behind the eight ball, mm. we're, we're in not a bad spot. But for us now, it's when you do look at the ladder, how do we slowly peg our way back? How do we get to seven and seven? Mm. How do we get to that kind of 50% where now you can really put yourself in the battle of it all? Because as you just said, you can have a good week and win two or three games and all of a sudden you're in the top four. You can have a bad week and lose a few games and you laugh. It, um. It's always been that way with this league, especially over the last three or four years. All right. Well, just for the record, you're sitting in eighth place. The Bullets are in seventh. Uh, they've got two more wins than you. They're on five and six. You're on three and seven. And below you are the Breakers on two and six. Are you expecting many or any changes to the lineup tomorrow? Well, yeah, I think there has to. Obviously, um, uh, Trey Carroll looks like he'll still be out. Um, and then probably the way our the group calf? started the other night. Yeah, he's still calf. got a sore calf. Yeah. Well, strain in his calf tear, whatever whatever it is. Um, but he's still battling his way, trying to rehab, but it doesn't look like he'll be ready to go. So with him out and probably the way we started, I, I think we'll see some changes. And at shoot around tomorrow morning, I'm sure CJ will tell us what he's thinking. But 
Um, it doesn't matter for me. I think it's just it's, it's whoever gets a chance to play, whoever the coaches go with, we're just going to have to have an assertiveness with us because South East Melbourne have been playing good basketball and they, they like getting up and down. So we're going to have to weather that and, and play our own game as well. So how is CJ thinking? Every time we've met him, he's got a great positive energy about yeah. him, but there's been so much about you know the pressure that's on him in that seat. What's he been like recently? No, he's handled it pretty well. Um, unfortunately, he actually off the back of a few of us having got that gastro bug, so that knocked him down for yeah. a few days. Yeah. Um, but but he's done a pretty good job of staying positive. It's, it's kind of in his nature. CJ's very rarely do you see him looking sad for himself or feeling sorry for himself. And, and I think that's a credit to who he is as a person. And um, and I guess the mood for him is it's, it's the same as all of us. There's, there's frustration there because everyone wants to be 10-0 and 0 and wants to be winning and, yep. and play their part in that role. But but often you find out who you are in, in these kind of situations. And so far, CJ's done a really good job of just trying to stay positive and trying to get the group on one page and just trying to find answers to help. It brings humour into the moments when you don't want it to get too serious. But you've got to still have fun in this game. Yeah, well, you do. At the end of the day, like, a lot of people get caught up in it, myself included. It's been a lot of my life. It's, it's, it's sport. It, whilst mm. it is our job, it, it's, it's what we work and, and we love to do. And, and it is high pressure. You, Not many people go to their job and 10, 12,000 people sit there and watch and criticise mm. and cheer. It's, mm. a, it's a different job playing professional sport, and it comes with pressures on families and people and criticism and all those things but it is just a game and so whilst we can all get caught up in it it is just a basketball game and um whilst we all want to do well unfortunately not everyone gets to hold up a trophy at the end of the year and some teams go through some kind of average times and some tough ones so who's the best in the group for yeah. knowing when you know we've got to lighten this up who's the team comedian yeah, who's the jester uh well we often take take um, a lot of laughs at Trenton, just given some of the things he chooses to wear. <laughs> I don't know if it's by design he's actually doing it, and we more laugh at him than with him at times. Ah. But he does enjoy giving us those laughters. But uh, Wiley's a character. Um, uh, Kyron Galloway, he's one of those, you know those guys that kind of doesn't talk much, but when they do mm. say some stuff, it is pure comedy. He has a lot of that about him. So when KG speaks, often laughs do follow well, Jace, we wish you all mm. the very best tomorrow night. A big home crowd at the Entertainment Centre. They've been turning up in their droves. It gets underway at 7pm when you take on the South East Melbourne Phoenix. You're a good man, Jace. You give us a lot of your time. We know that you're home by yourself at the moment. The wife and kids are out, so we'll leave you with a little bit of quiet time, a little bit of you time, because you don't get too much of it. No, I don't, so it'll be nice. And, um... <laughs> Hopefully we get a win at the Crush House tomorrow, right? That's Love it. The crush House. Good on you, Jace. Bring them home. <laughs> really appreciate your time. 36 is. Yeah. Well, well, to to respect uh, not only a mate, but someone who's been such an important part of your sporting club, Yes, you know he's going to be the enemy when you cross the line, but let's not forget what he did contribute to the Sixers. Spot on, well Rich, said. but still boo him, all right? We are live you from... are. You are so And harsh. applaud him. Uh, it's, a, it's a compliment. It's a backhanded compliment. Then you fire them up. Is it... Well, Lull them do you into think, a false sense of... You reckon? So everybody starts clapping and, you know... Well, I watched you. You'd get... Rolled by opposition fans, even your own fans, when they'd have a go at you. No, they didn't know I was out there. <laughs> no, that rooster reject when the cheer squad that used to sing. That wasn't good, was it? I didn't enjoy that. No. I turned around and I said, the one, yeah, you're not, my number on your back last year. <laughs> <laughs> We're live from Studio Lumo SA, energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. 
Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 3.51, 20.7 degrees outside. Appreciate your company and all the texts that are coming through and those that are having a crack at nearest the pin. Who wins tonight between South Africa and Australia? And the tiebreaker question is, Roach. Travis Head, how many runs will he score? Just checking if you were listening. Then you seem miles away. A $50. Oh, I'm, I'm oh. trapped in this fixture. Are you? It's got oh, no, twists and turns. Got your head buried in it. Oh. A $50 IGA voucher up for grabs thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Just a reminder, at 4 o'clock, Bryce McGain, he'll be part of our team tonight covering that semi-final game at um, oh Kolkata. Yes. Calcutta. Get it muddled up with yes. Calcutta. Well, uh, that's easy to do. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Timmy Silver's at 4.30, the CEO of the Adelaide Crows, to talk about their draw for 2024. Mm. Matthew Richardson at 4.45. All righty, here we go. Some text coming through. Australia to win, Travis to make 34. That's from Lucky Luciano. Uh, this one says, hey, Tim here. The Aussies will win. Travis head to get 66. Uh, that was an old TV series, wasn't it? Route 66. Shane the Courier says, boys, are you getting anyone from the Giants on today or tomorrow? Opening night, tomorrow night, and unfurling the championship banner. Yes, they ended that drought for South Australia on the mm. Claxton Shield. Yes. Well, we should have a yeah. little bit of a uh, chat. Uh, what have we got here? Nearest the pin, South Africa to win. Heady mm. to make uh, 19. Hope I'm mm. completely wrong. All right, interesting. Uh, the team won't be announced, Roots, until around the toss of the coin or just before. Here's Paddy Cummings talking about when they'll announce their 11. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll announce that at the toss tomorrow, so we're, we're pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll let everyone know tomorrow. <laughs> That's very good of him. Uh, <laughs> Stoinis, which camp are you in? Stoinis or Lavashane? One of them misses out. Stoinis. Stoinis misses stays in, out. Stays, stays in. in. Why? Just feel that's the best fit for him at the moment. Well, I, I, I hear the arguments both ways, but I'm going that way. Well, I think the bigger argument for Stornis is the weather, because if it's a shortened game, uh, then he'd be the way to go because he's a power hitter. Yep. So I reckon it will be Stornis, but we'll get a weather update. And See, we'll that get makes that it confusing, doesn't it? Bryce McGain. Toss, what do you call? How do you get the weather forecast? Because your point the other day, it's not just today's weather. It then has to go to the second day with the mm. reserve day. The weather is forecast to be worse. Yep, worse. 90% rain nearly all day. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it can be played over the two games. Yeah, though. two days. Two days, sorry. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. South Africa to win. Travis Head, 14 runs. Uh, that's Tommy from Mile End. Love your work, Tommy. Love the work of the Brecky boys as well. Root, who are they? We have Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. <laughs> you had to think about it. I love doing that to you. And, and uh, who do they have on as a guest this morning? Question. I think they had Nicole Livingston, the CEO of the AFLW. Talking about the possible venues for the AFL Grand Final. Well, the good thing is before we started the season this year, we actually announced uh, venues in each state uh, Mm. to be able to host the Grand Final. So, um, yeah, we've already got those. If, if, as an example, if Adelaide are the hosts, it would be at Norwood. And if Brisbane are the hosts, I'll just give you those two as an example. It's mm. at Brighton Homes Arena. So we have those um, locked in and, um, yeah, and, and obviously other, other venues like Icon Park or Princess Park as well. Right, and let's get this right. Once and for all, for Adelaide mm. to host the grand final because yes. they've lost their number one ranking. Mm-hmm. 
We need North Melbourne out of the way. Adelaide can take care of that first by getting rid of Sydney, then getting rid of North Melbourne. Yep. But then they need to rely on Melbourne getting rid of Brisbane. Which is possible. And then it would be an Adelaide-Melbourne grand final it would be at Norwood Oval. But they can only blame themselves if they don't get their route. Yes. They had every opportunity against uh, Brisbane last weekend. Now, Bixon Walsh, as you would expect, would do the follow-up question, which is always about the legacy of Aaron Phillips. Of um, I think at only seven years old and, and eight seasons old, we just need to, to wait a little longer to be able to, to recognise. But it's a good first step to be able to have retiring players also recognised at the grand final, uh, and Erin will be the first one to, to do that. Yeah, I understand that. All right. Now, Roach, this is against my better judgement. I Why? don't know if you know that this is on the audio rundown or not, but Nicole was asked about the possibility of the Port Adelaide girls wearing the prison bar jumpers in showdowns. It comes up mainly on radio. <laughs> um, I, yeah, there was a supporter wearing prison bars and I was walking around the ground with uh, one of our commissioners and they were pointing to their to their Guernsey saying, how about this next year? So there's certainly a lot of passion. Um, you know, there's a team that looks at uh, those kind of things. So I'll leave that to, to the expertise within the business to be able to determine those kind of things. Well, let's be serious. Like if we know what's coming with the National Reserves competition, then we'll have the argy-bargy between Port and Collingwood about what they wear in the National mm-hmm. Reserve as well. Let's sort this out. Let's just recognise that it has a heritage tone for Port Adelaide mm-hmm. and they just wear it in games against Adelaide. One game out of the two. In all you? games against Adelaide. I oh, know you've got no all right, you've got no right to ask that, Rooch. I don't know. If Adelaide are happy for them to do it, yeah, exactly. we won't argue about but, that but again. It, Adelaide might be happy. It fits. Well, didn't scare them last time. <laughs> no, they didn't. Just wear it. Let's have some... Let's have some real heritage moments. All right, you're an employee of the Port Adelaide Footy Club. What about this no, text, I'm a Rich? passionate lover of heritage and footy. Yeah. Matter of fact, I've just seen a bit of heritage on my phone. An 1885 photograph, black and white, of the South the Melbourne X. Football Club. Oh, sorry. 1885. <laughs> oh, you are a cruel man. Hello, Ethel. Uh, yeah, I think you'll end up marrying Ethel. You'll be her number five. We had a text earlier, Rich. How long will I last? Well, you referred to me as being... Yeah, shit out with you. You referred to me as being uh, 40-something, and uh, Chris sent through a text saying that our show was delusional. He clearly thinks I'm younger, Rooch. Uh, very uh, good. Now, as in <laughs> Stoinis or Labashane, the bandit in Finden. Hello, bandit. Hello, bandit. He says Marcus Labashane to wicket keep and drop Inglis. That would be a bold move, wouldn't it? Ooh. Well, and the, moment the rat he, did tell us. The moment he drops a catch... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another one coming through. Thanks, SEN. How good is cricket? Uh, what a great start to the Australian summer. Australia to win. Travis Head will make 161. Wow. With his beautiful moustache. Uh, keep supporting Movember and Men's Health Boys. It's a great initiative. That's from Mike. Uh, Roach is growing one, or his, on my behalf. Yeah. And Lions, he's grown his. And Bumfuff Benny, well, he just can't grow one. We're going to have to. We've gone long enough and we have to do this. I don't even about... want to shave off. Oh, oh beautiful lines. He turned that mic off. Down. <laughs> now, we have to recognise this. One Day World Cup has had a significant moment last night with Virat Kohli. Oh, yes. Is, this is so significant. Now, he has his 50th One Day International scored last night. He has played 291 One Day Internationals. Mm-hmm. The man, or the legend, who he supersedes in the record books, Sachin Tendulkar. Now, you didn't see this last night. He paid homage to him, yes. So he has 49 centuries 
His was scored in 463 one-day internationals. Mm -hmm. The other key point here is Virat's got 711 runs now, which makes him the highest scorer in this World Cup. More games. No, I'm talking just in a World Cup. Yeah, but there's been more Sarchin got 673 in the 2003 World Cup, and yet Virat's got this admiration, adulation of Sarchin, hasn't he? He why, Why wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's a legend. He's one of the greats. Well, you're arguing with yourself now. Let's no, hear... I'm trying to emphasise what's coming next. I know what you're going to hit on the audio. Well, no, you just said that why would he be so aroused by it all? Because he's a legend. That's better. Here's where at. It's tough of dreams. You know, Anushka was sitting right there. Um, Sachin Paji was there in the stands. I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's very difficult for me to explain this, but... If I could paint a perfect picture, I would, I would want this to be, you know, the, the picture. Um, my life partner, the person I love the most, she's sitting there. My hero, he's sitting there. And, um, you know, I was able to, I was able to get the 50th in, in front of all of them and, and all these fans in one kid as well. Such a historic uh, venue. So it was amazing. There was the other hanger on. In David the Beckham was there. He got down on the ground, gave Did him he? a hug, yeah. Yeah, Bex was there, looking very, very tanned. (laughs) Hey, I like this one from Ange. I'm not sure which Ange this is, the original or the one at uh, Two Wells. It says, uh, head to make a duck, but Australia to win. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, he's that type of player, isn't he? Yes. A bit of an all or nothing. Doesn't muck around. Gets on with it. Like me on a night out, Roach. Hi, guys. Don't want to know. Nearest the pin, the Aussies to win, Travis Head to score 78. That's from Johnny at Prospect. Who gets to choose the pitch tonight? Oh, I was just reading about that again. It's <laughs> just I ridiculous. I don't think it's an issue tonight. No, not tonight. <laughs> it it may... will be in the final. Yeah, I, I know. And Sonny Gavaskar has gone bunter at the world saying, shut up, shut up. Stop making an issue out of it. Well, I don't know anywhere else in any other competition where the host nation would override the International Federation in deciding how things are played. But that's what they do with cricket, full stop, India. All righty, it's four o'clock. Roach, we need to go to the news. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. Bryce McGain, one of the greatest cricketers for Australia ever. Well, one test against South Africa. He joins us next. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Past four on a Thursday afternoon, we're live from Studio Lumo here in the city at number one King William Street. Beautiful day outside, currently 20.9 degrees. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. All right, uh, weather is good here, Roots. That's the big question. What is it like in Kolkata? Tonight, you'll be able to catch every ball of Australia's Cricket World Cup semi final clash with South Africa live on SEN from 6 30 Adelaide time. You'll be joined by Jared Waitley, Damian Fleming, Adam White, Bharat Sundarasan and Bryce McGain will all be calling the action with a place in the World Cup final against India on the line. And a man that was a superstar at test level for one game, Bryce McGain joins us now. Hello, Brycey boy. Hi there, Kimbo and Roach. Uh, it is exciting. We're on the cusp of uh, semi-final greatness if Australia can get over the line. They're not going to have their, they're not going to have it all their own way. Right. So that are in pretty good nick, but uh, it's going to be a very exciting evening and uh, early morning. 
yep. until we get that result. Bryce, all the talk for the last three or four days has been about the weather and the supposed cyclone. Uh, what's the latest update on the weather over there? How's it sitting at the moment? Well, yeah, look, it's a little unpredictable. Uh, as we know, with cyclone activity, it can accelerate quickly or can drift away just as quick as it brews up. But, uh, look, there's certainly some weather around over the Bay of Bengal. And, uh, look, we'll have to wait and see just how when, or how and when it might hit. Um, the expectation is they may get the full game of cricket in and Ooh. it may be later on in the evening. So that's a real positive. Beautiful. Okay, so if it is all to be played in one day what Australian team is selected, and if there's the risk of it going to the second day because of the reserve day, does it change that lineup? Well, I think the changes uh, maybe not determined by the rain that might be coming. Um, certainly the change coming in, I think um, Stark will play ahead of Abbott, who's in the lineup at the moment from that last game mm. against Bangladesh. So uh, that'll be a straightforward change. And uh, Mitch Stark, although he's been a bit under par for what we expect of him, he's a big game player and, and we know that uh, you know, he can step up to the mark and he's a dangerous bowler and certainly would be a handful for the South Africans. So he definitely comes in. And then it comes down to the batting lineup. I think the decision's going to be around whether Australia want more of an accumulator like Labashain and his outstanding fielding in the team yep. or the power hitting yep. later in the innings uh, from Stoinis. If they think it's going to be a run feast, big scores, I think they might want extra power hitting if they need to chase something down. Stoinis gets the nod in that occasion. If they think it's going to be a difficult wicket um, that may be a challenge to battle, maybe a bit lower and slower, then I think they might look to Labashane as more of an accumulator um, to get our total something up around 300 or to be able to chase a score around 300 as well. So that's, I think, the way they'll go. They're going to play their cards close to their chest because... uh, I've tried to get into the ear of Tony Dottomade, the selection, selector on duty at the MCG, at the Shield game today, and he is not giving me anything at all. So I've tried, boys. I've tried to get some info. Thank I've you. got nothing. That's yeah. all right. You've got a lot of knowledge, though, when the two star batsmen in this tournament have been Virat Kohli and Quinton de Kock. How do we get de Kock out? Uh, you used to bowl some beautiful leg breaks and had a great googly. How do we get de Kock out? Well, I think uh, he's more susceptible um, early on in the in the time, and I think it's around the full ball attacking the stumps. He's been really calm. He's been a, an outstanding cricketer at the top of the order, and really set up some massive totals for um, South Africa. And he's a big part of their, their their campaign, I suppose, to be in that strong position they are at the moment, full and straight. And we need our fast bowlers to strike early. I think that holds it. Uh, in good stead. Um, I'm, I'm picturing a, a stark swinging delivery that beats the outside edge, oh. very full, takes off stump, and away we go. We've got them one for ten. How does that go for a prediction? Like that it. sounds like beautiful, it. and we'll hold you to that one. But talking of Stark, <laughs> he, he has been scratchy, hasn't he, this tournament? He has been a bit. Um, bit. Yeah, as I said, under par. He's mm. had his moments, um, but these are very good batting conditions, small grounds, the ball sometimes skidding on. Um, So it's been a challenge. But as I said, he's a big game player. He can turn it on, as can Hazelwood. Hazelwood's probably been the pick of the three, and Pat Cummins on his day is as good as anyone in the world. So I think what Australia have over South Africa is big game players, big occasion guys. Dave Warner loves the, the big stage. So does Glenn Maxwell. We know that, of course. But I think Warner at the top of the order in India, 
the cauldron, is he good in those conditions? You bet he is. He, he's lived in the IPL for 15 years, so he, he is absolutely ready for those sort of moments, and I, I expect him to handle it really well. Bryce, of the two teams, which one sets the score better and which one chases a score better? Yeah, a good question, because that's been the, the Achilles heel for South Africa, because in their chasing, they've mucked up twice. They've yeah. only chased twice. They've set the target uh uh, uh, in all the other games, seven matches. They've batted first in totals, huge totals. They've batted really well. But chasing is where they have been vulnerable. Even the Netherlands knocked them off. So there is an opportunity. I think Australia will win the toss and bat and play that into their hands, knowing that even in this tournament right here, right now, they've been a bit vulnerable chasing. Bryce McGain, former Australian cricketer, part of our coverage tonight on SEN, along with Jared Waitley, Damien Fleming and Bharat Sundarasan. Hey, Bryce, as a connoisseur of the spin bowling craft, why has Adam Zampa gone to another level this tournament? Uh, Again, he's another one of these Australians who likes the big moment. And often when he's come on, Australia have been in difficulty. Uh, The runs have been poured on. Um, There were situations where... Uh, you know, even against Sri Lanka, they were flying along and he had to come in and step into the moment. And he's done that over and over again, other than his illness at the beginning of the of the tournament, where he then had back spasms because he was aching all over. You know what it's like when we feel super crook, us guys. You know, we get it worse than anyone. Oh, so uh, he was a bit worst. like that. It is, you're right. <laughs> it is. It's Women horrible. don't We've understand it. it. They don't understand. I know. <laughs> we always get the worst version of the viruses. So anyway, that aside... Um, he, he's been outstanding. He's attacking the stumps. He's beating the inside edge and outside edge. His Google is on fire. But he's bowling with a lot of overspin and cross seam. And that's maximising the natural variation off the surface. And he's bowling terrific lengths. He's not bowling step hit where they can just launch their front foot down and hit him down the ground. He's bowling a bit shorter than that, but with overspin. It's pretty skillful stuff. That's the technical part. But it works out to be exceptional leg spin bowling and it's showing why he's one of the best in the world. Bryce, to go to one of the highlights of this World Cup, when you saw what Glenn Maxwell did with that famous double century, how many times did you think, I want to ring one of my old coaches and ask him about the times he told me you have to use your feet? (laughs) Well, you've got to use your feet. Keep the ball in the net. That's another one that we all hear, isn't it? That that was extraordinary. Keep it in the net. He's hitting them at 360 degrees, and uh, it's all just with timing and his wrists. And I I couldn't imagine hitting the ball as far as he does with just a flick of the wrist. He's a phenomenal batsman. Um, I do recall when he came into the Victorian training even, and this is before he was a squad member, and he was was reverse sweeping much to the angst of all the players, the coaching staff. Come on, mate, just play properly. But he stuck to his game, and it's evolved, and the wrist has gotten narrower. Um, Andrew McDonald's lived it all with him and now he's his coach for Australia yes. and th- they know what they're going to get and what it is is makes opposition incredibly nervous every time he strides to the crease. He is a real trump card in that middle order and uh, thankfully he's on the, he's an Australian and not a South African yeah, because and, and he would make me very nervous if we had to play against him. And not jumping on the bandwagon, Bryce. I reckon he'd been crucified. We used to talk about this over the journey because he was ahead of his time and he was penalised for being different and ahead of his time. He he, he was, and, and maligned, and, yep. you, know, you know, the media and past players that go, why would he play that type of shot? Now, there's, there's no doubting that he's made mistakes along the way, 
And sometimes you'll go, we don't need a cameo. We need Glenn Maxwell, the finisher, to evolve. And mm. I think he's gone through those phases in his career. It, we don't just need another fancy innings. Um, he needs to be able to finish. But as I said, he's been able to do that. So, look, he's a tremendous player and at, really at the top of his game. Don't forget, early on in the, the World Cup, he hit the fastest ever 100 um, or yeah. 40 balls. So the form line was pretty good but you couldn't have predicted a double century in a run chase in what he set up. But <laughs> I'm really confident. Semi-final, final, he'll make the opposition very nervous. Expect some more fireworks from him. And so talking Bryce, of predictions, yep. uh, we're doing a nearest the pin. Mm. You are eligible. Uh, who wins between Australia and South Africa? And how many runs? This is the tiebreaker question. Does Travis Head make? Travis Head will, will get us off to a good start. I, I'm predicting certainly 60. I'm hoping for more, but let's put him down for 60. Australia will get 300 and Australia will win. That's Travis hope- Head is the number one one-day player in Australia. He is our best player. Love it. And that's why they held him for so long and knowing that he'll only play the last four rounds. He's in there to win us a semi-final and a final, and he's our man. Okay, Bryce, let's hope that happens. There's an India-Australia in the final. What does That'd Australia do to deal with what is now clearly India dictating how this final is being played and on what pitch it's being played. How do we deal with that? Yeah, that was disappointing because it's out of our control. So I think Australia just needs what New Zealand did. Just go, okay, that's what we're doing. But at the beginning of the tournament, the ICC said, uh, and they moved from pitch number six to number eight, back to number six to number eight, knowing that the fifth game there, the semi-final, was going to be on a fresh wicket number seven. Now, India did change that. They went back to pitch number six. Hopefully that made sense. So there was two games already played on that wicket. I hope that for the final, it is a fresh wicket. It's even for everyone. And the ICC need to make sure that that happens. They've said there's nothing to see here overnight around um, what pitch they played on. Well, I hope now they put their foot down um, because it will show that they are a bit of a toothless tiger if they let India set the standard on a worn wicket that suits the home team yes. for the final. Oh, Bryce, well appreciate your thoughts. You're tipping Australia to win. Travis Head to make 60. We look forward to your coverage on SEN tonight. 6.30 Adelaide time, along with Jared Waitley, Damien Fleming, Adam White and Bharat Sundarasan. Go well, Australia. Thanks for your time, Bryce. Yeah, tune in and we'll all lose sleep together, but we'll celebrate <laughs> for the final on Sunday. Yeah. Have a great Bryce. afternoon, guys. Thank you. Need to jump into a break, Reach. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 420, Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Here's a text, Reach. Having a crack at you. Uh, hi, Kimbo. Who's Roach trying to fall when he says there needs to be an AFL reserves because Port and Crows can't keep mucking up the Sandville? What a load of tripe. The Sandville don't want to lose Port and Crows as it gives the comp relevance. I'll repeat, the Sandville do not want to lose Port and the Crows. That's from Joe. What did you quite, say earlier? I think it was quite clear. I was talking about Port and Collingwood and what would happen there when they're in the National Reserves, but it was quite clear from our conversation with Darren Chandler. The Sandville's ready to move on. They're ready to move on, and the clubs but they're just are... as happy to have them in there if they wanted to stay. Yeah, yeah, but we they're, know it's they're going not, to not going to break them. And like we read out the email from South Adelaide, they they never wanted they never wanted Port and the Crows mm. in there. And talking to the clubs now, they they don't see 
those two teams as critical to their competition anymore. Uh, we went too long with Brycey, so we've got to jump into another break. Uh, Roach, here's another text. Matt in Brisbane. Matt the hand. Roach, if Port wants to go into the AFL reserves, then they can kiss the old jumper goodbye forever. Well, it will be gone because it won't be part of the sample, but we'll see it in maybe a couple of games in the AFL. Yeah, we hope so. Well, and the AFLW? And the AFLW. Well, and at the least national reserves? At least once a year. Twice. It's 421. We're Twice. here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Greedy, greedy. Hippo. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Billy 427, energy from an Australian-owned company, that's Lumo SA. Hey, Roots, you're up in arms about the pitch situation and the Indians. Uh, this is Pat Cummings when he was asked about the ICC pitch situation. Number 3F. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, obviously ICC have an independent um, pitch curator who, who manages that, so um, I'm sure they're all over um, making sure it's fair for both teams. Um, so... Yeah, I haven't, so far this tournament that we've played on, I haven't seen any issues. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope there isn't an issue in the final if Australia makes it, or even South Africa, actually. Yeah, Tim Silver's coming up after the 4.30 yep. News Roots, then Matthew Richardson at 4.45 to give their views on how the fixturing is for 2024. Mm. Quite a few texts coming through uh, referencing my question to Bryce McGain about how to get uh, Quinton de Kock out. Uh, we appreciate those texts. It was in the right context, <laughs> interpreted differently. Uh, hi, guys. When are Port Power going to start banging on about wearing the wharf pylons at Crow's Home Showdowns? Cheers, Johnny from Prospect. Well, Roach has already. Yeah, well, I've never known a home team to have a say on what the opposition wears. Never. Well, Roach, if it's their home game, they have every right. Well, I hope they stop every other club. It keeps well, turning up. I'm not going down this one again. No, you get that tone about you. Um, oh, it's ridiculous. Lads, with Asaba being three kilos heavier and 10 years younger than Hawkins, are the Cats the da- and dangerous slipping into another 44-year premiership drought? Ricky G from Cairns. It's going to be a challenge for the Cats from here, isn't it? Yeah, they were a little bit off last year. It'll be a challenge yeah. for their coach. Has he come to the end? Can you be somewhere for too long, Roach? Don't open that. Can of worms. Oh, can can of, open oh, worms yeah. everywhere. Bloody things are in my shoes, are in my socks. Yeah. How long we got? Oh, we've got time for another one, have we? All right. Lads, with the rats here leaving, could Jace Burgoyne be reinvented as a small forward, working alongside Rioli? Uh, he's not so much a small forward, is he? Jace mm. can play. He's got great intercept ability. Play more tall Here we go, small. lads. Dixon will miss with a few injuries. Could Soldo go to full forward with Sweet rucking? I'd rather a Sabre up forward. Hey, uh, speaking of injury, you heard how Taylor Walker is going at pre-season training? Ooh, a little, 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 little foot little injury, nagging or foot or something, isn't it? That's uh, that's your rumour, Rooch. Mm. Nagging? If it's nagging, that's not a big deal. I don't know. I'm asking. Is it nagging? Is it no, an issue? I haven't. What heard. have you heard? No, I haven't heard. Let's make some calls. Well, you're the reporter. I'm not in the media. Of course. News coming up. And then Timmy Silvers from The Crow. We'll ask him.
Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Nearly 4.34, Kimbo on the reach with you live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Beautiful day outside, still 20.3 degrees and we're here due to the great support we get from IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Well, the AFL released their 2024 fixturing today to find out if the Crows are happy with what they were delivered. We welcome their CEO, Timmy Silvers. Hello, Tim. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for having me. Yes, we're pretty excited. We're pumped with our fixture. We had a good chat about it at the start of the program. Take us through what really appeals to you, what you're up and about with. Oh, look, there's a number of things. But from our end, we were, we were pushing really hard to get some big night clashes on a big stage. So to get Thursday and Friday nights at the start of the season um, rewarded, I think, what we did last year, which we, we played some really good footy, an exciting brand of footy, an attacking style. Um, we got some young kids on the rise. And we felt we deserved um, some more prominence on the big stage. So to be able to get uh, six Thursday and Friday night games in the first 15 was, um, yeah, a really win, a massive win for our members and fans. Five at Adelaide Oval. And we just think, um, yeah, it's, it's good. we're going to need to embrace the expectation because they are marquee time slots. But um, we've got to embrace the pressure, so, so we can't wait. Tim, you've been pretty strong for two and a half years now that we need to get the showdown on national free-to-TV with Channel 7 in a primetime slot. You've got Thursday night. How did you win that battle in the yeah. end? Because we know that 7 doesn't like putting two non-Victorian teams on Thursday and Friday night footy. That's a good question, question Roach. I, I nearly don't know. It felt like I was bashing my head against the yeah. brick wall for, for a number of years. Um, but what what I've seen in my, my couple of years is that like, this is the biggest rivalry in footy. Mm. We keep delivering great games. There's a genuine uh, respect, rivalry, hatred, whatever you want to put it. And it, it deserves a national prominence, a national spotlight. I know last last year, I think we got, we got one on a Friday night. It might have been the year before, but it didn't get that national coverage. Right. And... I think because we just keep delivering good games of footy um, and it's all about resilience. If you just keep asking, you're a mm. chance. So uh, we pushed and pushed and pushed and I, and I thought maybe when it got to the broadcasters that Thursday night wouldn't hang on. But, gee, I'm glad it did and uh, it'll be massive for the state and I can't wait to see us on a national stage. Good news. Tim, the club was disadvantaged. They missed out on finals because of a goal umpiring error. Roach and I are in the same boat here. I don't think that that should... Uh associate itself with getting a more favourable draw. We're getting a lot of texts here. This one says, regarding Crows getting a favourable draw next season because of the umpiring controversy. I'm a Crows fan, but isn't it a bit odd that we have a competition that would just go ahead and favour a certain team when it comes to the draw? So now the other teams in the AFL have to pay a tax on the goal umpire's mistake. How much of your draw was influenced by that game against Sydney? I think a lot of a lot of factors go into building a fixture, and what I'd like to—I don't want to look backwards anymore. Twenty, the round twenty-three um, goal umpiring blunder uh, made us frustrated, disappointed, and we met with the AFL at the time. But this is twenty twenty-four. We're looking at our fixture for twenty twenty-four. 
like I said off the top, we think we play a great style of footy. It's attacking. We've got some young kids mm. that uh, deserve the centre stage. Um, so we're looking forwards, not backwards. So for supporter bases, though, from all clubs, not just the Adelaide Crows, did was there an agreement that you'd get a better draw because of that error? There was there was no agreement. There was no agreement. We've we we expressed our disappointment at the time. Uh, we went in met, met with the AFL, um, but this this fixture is you, you can ask the AFL specifically about how how this fixture has been built. But I, I like to look on that we played really good footy in 2023. Yep. We des- we deserve a better yep. a better fixture, and I think we've been duly rewarded for that. Tim, we know the fixture is a weird little production. It can be commercially great, and you've got some great time slots where you can build some commercial advantages. And then it can be football challenging or football great for you as well. It's rare that they can be both. How do you feel about it commercially and football-wise, the two separate themes that you get with a fixture? I don't like to use the word commercial. I, I like to, you know, in basic sort of reference, it's, it's about members and fans, how can we get more people to the footy? What are the attractive time slots mm. to get more of our supporters a chance to get to the footy? So uh, we've, we've pushed that with the AFL, like I said. So we've got great night fixtures and we think we're going to be able to deliver big crowds that will support uh, support the club, potentially financially moving forward. So that's a, that's a big tick. And then in terms of the football side, which is hard, like there's, there can be a challenging, mm. it's challenged to balance both. But in terms of footy, like if I speak to, I spoke to our coach today, speak to our high performance staff about the fixture, we want to play in these big games. We we want to play finals mm. footy. We need to put ourselves under that sort of pressure in that sort of spotlight, and it's great for our kids. I think um, because we're so playing in so many mm. um, big time slots, I think um, the the hairdressers of Adelaide with our young players, they'll be busy on the on the nights before because mm. they're going to be in prime time slots getting themselves ready to get out there and play play good footy on a big stage. So we need to embrace the pressure of playing in these big games. Explain one thing to us, Tim. We, we, we know that every year there's one weekend when there's no AFL in Adelaide. But why did it become the very last weekend in this fixture? We've never had that before where we've had the end of the season, it's not Port or Adelaide playing a season closer with home and away season at Adelaide Oval. I didn't pick that up. I knew we weren't. Um, I wasn't either. aware. Well, aware the port wasn't. Um, that is a good question. That is a bit of a mystery to me. You might have to ask the AFL about that. I, I'm sure Adelaide Oval would be available. I'm not. I can't answer that, unfortunately. Yeah, Reese has got this sinister theory that there's uh, something going to happen that weekend at Adelaide Oval. We'll ask Matthew Richardson the same question. He's on in about five minutes' time. Um, we talk about the start of the year. You're playing away. It, it doesn't alternate each year, does it? Um, look, sometimes there can be an in-principle arrangement, but it, it does depend on your fixture requests and timing and there's Anzac Day, Easter weekend, Mother's Day. So there's there's everything in this melting pot. It, there's a, there's a bit of a principle, but then because of the timing of Easter, etc., it always changes. So uh, there's no official agreement. Now, whether you had the AFL in a vulnerable position or you had a bit of leverage or not, we won't go down that track. Is there anything that you really wanted that you didn't get, or is there something that you would like in the future? Um, n- not necessarily. We're, we're really, we're really happy with our fixture. Um, we're, we're ecstatic. We, we pushed for. We, we think that 
as a footy club, we played our fair share of the, the regional tour, mm. I will say. Um, the, the, the ground's off Broadway, so we, we one of our priority requests was to not play as many, so we, we're only playing the one, which which is at Bell Reeve versus the Kangaroos, so we, we feel like um, that's been responded to by the AFL. And in terms of the... I keep talking about the Thursday and Friday nights. Over, over the last three years, we've only played four games on a Thursday and Friday, in the, and in the, our first 14 games, we play six. So we, we can... Um, yeah, we're, we're very happy with the fixture. Tim, we brought up on the show the comparison of what Port Adelaide went through this year with the Ken Inkley question. You've got Matthew Nix out of contract at the end of next season. and clear that you're convinced he's the right man for the job. Would you want to look at that off-season so you can just get through 2024 without that question coming up week after week or month after month? Or could you announce it tonight? Yeah, give do us it a, now. Give us a scoop. Do it now. I did watch that a little bit from afar, but you don't want to be pressured by necessarily the media narrative. But what I can say about Nick is that he's done a terrific job for his um, three years with me, four, four years in total. He's got the respect of our playing group. Uh, he's got a good group of... Uh, he's building a good culture and got good assistance around him. Uh, yeah, I think he's doing a really good job. We, we haven't put a timeline on a on a contract extension. It's something that we... we we'd pick up in the future. As a CEO, when would you like it done, though? <laughs> when would I like it done? Yeah. I don't want to put... As a CEO, you don't put pressure on yourself. That's one of the rules of being the boss. So I don't want to put a timeline on it. But he's, like I said before, he's he's doing a terrific job and we're in no rush. Talking timelines, how's Thevenin looking? Thevy. Mm. Uh, it's been a big, big process. It has been a big process. We've, we've had some... State government support over the last couple of months, which has been terrific, um, $15 million plus $10 million of, of other support. Um, we're actually in public consultation as we speak. It feels like we've done a lot of this public consultation, but it, it's our last round. Uh, that public consultation finishes on December 7, and December 19 is uh, the last council meeting, which potentially would agree on our lease uh, moving forward at Thebiton. How much has the uh, tree huggers cost you? I say that uh, in jest, uh, don't uh, ring, uh, uh, but uh, uh, I mean, with the delays and this dragging out, uh, the building costs, how much more has it gone uh, out? Look, we, we're pretty focused on still delivering uh, the best uh, facility in the country. So we haven't really slowed in terms of our design development. Uh, there's been a, a lot of hurdles through this, but um, you know our design team has been on this, so we're still aiming to commence build around June of next year. So uh, our timelines haven't really blown out. Okay, Tim, a club president spoke on your club's behalf last week, saying that Adelaide is on board for a national reserves competition. Do you want to add your view on this? Which president? Sorry, David Koch said you're on board, <laughs> so we thought we'd better ask yeah, you: Are you on board? Yeah. Oh, Koshy, oh, not on our behalf. He's speaking on our behalf. Yes, there he is. Go. Yes, um, he is. <laughs> uh, look, from from our end, we're, we're born out of the sample. So we have a great respect for the sample and its competition. However, as a footy club, we're always looking for the best ways to develop our talent. Uh, what are the best pathways? What, what is the best competition for us to be in? So we'll continue to investigate that. And explore that, and but for next season, uh, mm. you know, we're yep. no doubt we're in for the sample. Well, you're not going to stand out alone. If everyone else is going there, you'll go as well. Uh, we can let Port lead the way. All right, I'll appreciate that, Tim. <laughs> Thanks, Tim, really appreciate your time today. Just out of ten, uh, how do you rate your uh, the fixturing for the club? Ah, uh, look, 
That's a good question. I'll, I'll, I will say a nine. You're never a completely satisfied. Uh, we do have a Mother's Day clash at, at home. But, um, look, uh, we got basically everything we asked for. It, it's great for our members and fans. We think we're going to be able to have terrific crowds at Adelaide Oval and we uh, appeal to all our supporters to sign up for a member in 2024. Beautifully done, Timmy. We wish you all the best for Christmas as well. We'll chat to you next year. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support during the year. Tim Tim. Silver's the CEO of the Adelaide Crows. We've got Matthew Richardson about ready to go, Roots. There is a breaking story, though, regarding Elijah Hollands, Carlton's new recruit. A suspension for his drug indiscretion. Well, he appeared in court on the Gold Coast, what is it, a couple of weeks ago. Got a two-month good behaviour bond, so to speak. The AFL has now declared that he has had conduct that is unbecoming of the AFL rules and he will have to serve a two-match suspension at the start of next year. So he misses... Zero round? Yep. Round one. That's All right. I'm That's going to read a quick quite text. Quite standard as well, too. They yes. I don't think that isn't out of the norm for it. Got to read a quick text before we go to Richo, because it may apply to, apply to his side as well. This is after chatting to Tim and saying about talking about Thursday night games. Uh, this text is from Vinny from Morford Vale. He said, I shudder when I hear our supporters love Thursday night football. I'm not sure who they're asking, but I do not. I work in the city and start Mm. very early and finish early. I have four hours to kill before game time. If I go home first, I drive 25 k's to get home and a short turnaround to catch a bus into the Oval so I can at least have a couple of beers. I get home at midnight, up at five. Why don't they try starting the game earlier, like 5.30pm? I'm sure country supporters wouldn't be over-impressed either. I'm fine to watch Thursday night footy, providing it's not my team playing a home game. All right, Vinny, we appreciate yeah, your views. Retailers don't love it if they've got Thursday night late night shopping either. No. Matthew Richardson is joining us now, mm. the CEO from the Port Adelaide Football Club, to find out how he feels about the club's fixed ring for 2024. Matthew, thank you for your time. Thank you, Kim. And uh, can I just wish Roach a happy birthday too? Oh, I think you yeah, that, Roach. So, uh, very special day last week. So uh, Yes, you don't turn 100 at that often, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, when 60 comes up, Rich, in thanks. 10 years' time, you'll be able to... Yes, you know what it feels thanks, like. Hey, uh, Richo, when, when it comes to the draw, everyone wants a lot of things, don't yeah. always get them. Um, what did you get that you really wanted? Yeah, I mean, there's probably three three lenses that you look through. Um, for our members and our fans, we've got a great mix of time slots at Adelaide Oval with some really feature games. Uh, six six, uh, six games Adelaide Oval in the first eight weeks, obviously with uh, gather rounds in round four against the Bombers on a Friday night and then an away showdown on a Thursday night, which is terrific for the first time. You know, the best rivalry in Australian footy on, a, on free-to-air television, which is great, and then some feature games through there. Uh, as well on a Saturday night against Melbourne. So we've got a really strong start to the year at home for our members and fans. Commercially, it's excellent. We've got, I think, seven of the 14 games so far on um, free-to-air and in prime-time slots. And then from, uh, you know, in terms of getting around the country, we play in um, just about every state once. So that's great for our our members around the country. And we know that our, um, you know, our home members here in Adelaide love travelling around the country Played the MCG three times, Marvel twice, so it's uh, you know on all in all, it's um, it's a really good balance, and um, yeah, we're really happy with it. Rito, footy is a business. Just the the, the value of having free to wear games being shown. How how important is that for your club to sell merchandise, advertising, and the like? 
Yeah, it's significant for your partners and your brand. Mm. Um, you know, a free-to-wear game, you look at the audience numbers that that generates, there's significant value in that for your commercial partners, um, but also for your for your brand generally. So it is one of those things. It's not everything, but it is a really important part of um, part of our business is, you know, uh, you know, those um, that drives value. And it's, as I said, it's great for our partners. Matthew, two significant home games, the one on the Anzac round, you get the Friday night game against St Kilda. Was St Kilda your preferred opponent? Or didn't that uh, matter? Look, we, it's just more that one, you we, want that game. That's exactly right, Rooch. We, you know, Friday night, being able to play that on a Friday night. Mm. And if you look at that weekend in Adelaide, it's the Live Golf weekend. Ah. So, you know, you think there's going to be some really cool things that we might be able to do there and um, and connect up with that group and, and create some sort of international coverage around that game. But, you know, as you said, it's always, it is always our number one fixture request. Anzac Round means a lot to our club. Um, from a historical perspective with legends like Bob Quinn, yeah. um, but then more recently our long-term relationship with the RSL. And if you think about the, you know, the more contemporary partnerships that we're building with Defence and how important Port Adelaide and the district is in the future mm-hmm. of that industry, it's a it's a, a really important round for us. So we're we're really pleased to be able to showcase that on a Friday night. The other significant one is you host Brisbane, round 15, Adelaide Oval, June 22. It's a Saturday afternoon game. Now, that 20 years on from the famous grand final win against Brisbane, is that the best time slot for that game for you, or did you want to build it around a night game? Oh, look, I mean, part of that is um, it probably doesn't matter too much when we play that game. Um, as you said, it's 20 years since our 04 Premiership, yeah. so... You, um, you know, you can imagine that we'll be doing some celebrations around, yep. um, absolutely around that game. Um, I think, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but we'll be wearing a, a commemorative strip, obviously, not for that game. So it'll be a significant day. And, you know, MCG 2004 was a day game. So it's probably a probably a nice fit. The other interesting one is no game at Adelaide Oval in round 24. You're at Fremantle, or in Perth against Fremantle. Why are we having no game at Adelaide Oval in the last round of the home and away season? Uh, that's a really good question, Rooch. I'd, I'd realised that we weren't there, but I hadn't actually taken a whole lot of time and realised that Adelaide weren't at home either. So, um, that's the ex- yeah, interesting uh, interesting. Um, Interesting question and probably not not something that I can answer for you. I'm sorry. That's the exact same answer we got from Timmy Silvers. Uh, you, you look at it <laughs> there you go. in your in your seat. You look at uh, the commercial opportunities and the value that certain games can give to the club. Uh, Kenny and the team and the players look at the degree of difficulty. The AFL have you as the six hardest draw. Uh, do you have a look at that? I'm not sure what Fox had poured it. They'd no, eight. second hardest draw. Second, second hardest. Second hardest. Uh, have Behind you Brisbane. looked at it from yeah. that side, the playing side? Oh, look, I just think um, you can overthink these things a fair bit. It's all based on um, everything that's happened in the past, yeah. and quite often the past isn't a great measure of mm. what can happen in the future. Um, so yeah, no, we, we don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about that too much. Um, it's uh, you know it depends which lens you look at it. You're going to come up with a different answer. So um, you know it, yeah, sure the teams that you play twice they might mean something, but the way that the AFL do try and balance out the fixture with you know two teams in the top six, two in the middle six, and two in the bottom six 
tends to uh, tends to balance out. Matty, we'll give you an easy final question. Uh, how do you write the, rate the, your fixture for 2024 out of 10? Uh, wow. Well, I think it usually just comes down to how many you win and how many you don't win, doesn't mm-hmm. it, at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. So um, I'll probably leave it at that and I'll... I'll, in terms uh, I'll of what you got, eight. And, oh, that, eight? that sounds okay. Yeah, yeah. Timmy Does gave the pro, right? yeah, eight. Timmy. Yeah, no, we're really pleased with the, yeah, really pleased with the fixture. Uh, it's really good for our fans and commercially really strong. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to getting started. Um, get to Christmas, have a break, and then have a blink, and all of a sudden it's February and you're back. But um, yeah, to all of the, we've had terrific support with membership so far. So. To those Port Adelaide members that haven't joined up yet, um, really great fixture, plenty to look, plenty of feature games, and um, yeah, we're really looking forward and, to and it, season right, 2024. And how good showdown on free-to-air national TV! Brilliant, Matt. We really appreciate your uh, time. No excuses for either club reach. No. Timmy Silver's rates their fixture it. nine out of ten. Matthew Richardson gives it to eight out of ten. So all they got to do is get out there and win those games. Sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the Port Adelaide Grand Final at the end of the year. Yeah, Port and Crows. I'll be barracking for when Port. When will, will we be, be alive for? Well, if it's Port and Crows, I'll barrack for the Crows. No, it's Port's time to win under your logic. The two, well, I don't mind us being <laughs> two ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for either club to be in a grand final. But it will happen one day. Oh, I hope we're both there. Yeah. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We'll be Good back night, tomorrow. everyone.